Welcome to the Second Chance Podcast, where we explore the deeper inner of the human psyche, find new ways to reinvent and invent ourselves for the better, for the wiser, for the more rational, and the happier and more contented. Josephus speaks about a, a story in the Roman Empire. He was uh, very uh, enthralled by the Roman Empire and he spoke in detail of the ups and downs of specific eras. And one era, one story that stood out in particular was this Caesar, this king of the Roman Empire, was terribly bad. I forgot if it was Nero or another. And the sentiment was that he had to be rid of, he had to be assassinated for the empire to flourish, to continue in prosperity. And an evil ruler, one who only focuses on selfishness and gains that are not for the benefit of the public, degrade the entire society, especially in a dictatorship such as that where everything flows from the king and the population is deeply dependent on the king and the cultures decided and perpetuated by the king so legend has it or in truth the the close confines of of this emperor planned the assassination and in great detail and many attempts were foiled when finally the right opportunity came in the garden of the king and from there they they all jumped him and rid the crown from his head and that was that it was chaos in Rome and finally as the dust settles a new king was was put to the throne. Now, what's interesting about this story is the first duty of that king was to kill the assassin, the assassins of this previous king, in order to um, honor the throne that he sits on, and also to remind people that such actions are not uh not okay especially because he's the new threat of such actions and might live in a shadow of always having to please the people or fear assassination let's let's take this a little bit uh deeper let's let's break this into sections where we can really understand what kingship is and how to honor the throne while honor yourself. The problem with his decision is that he is also not appreciating the fact that these people put him on throne for he wouldn't have a chance of becoming emperor if not for the assassins risking their lives and courageously 
removing uh, a terrible king. So on one hand, he's here protecting the future of the throne, protecting the future of his own kingdom, his own kingship, and ridding the people that will be a threat or the ideas and the minds of people that might become a threat at a later date. On second, you have this deep lack of appreciation. I mean, he's sitting on a throne that was built with these men who courageously did this act. So when I first heard this story, I, I was deeply upset because this lack of appreciation I find more important than the throning or the honor of the throne for the future. For what is not a greater honor than appreciating those who've put you in that place, who've built the throne for you? So I think this is a great example of the debate of keeping your being as protected as possible. I'll elaborate. The protection is the kind of the sacrifices that you make in your connections to others, the willingness to hurt others or to at least not take into account their existence and kind of plow through life with this kind of protection that you thrive, you grow, you become. You become the king and and build a, a throne of glory, right? Now, the fact that it could be family members, it could be close friends, it could be a society that you're deeply dependent on, and you slide them or you don't pay enough attention to, as you burrow through life, that's insignificant. It's insignificant because... They are just a sacrifice to your bigger goal, which is your own throne, your own kingdom, your own empire. Don't take it lightly. Each person is a king. Each person has an empire. The blood of the individual is as great as the blood of the king. So there is an empire to protect, and there is a throne to honor. Now, on the other side of things, the individual recognizes that they are built on the fabric of so many others that sacrifice for their own being. From the parents, the mother, the father, from the siblings, from the extended family, from society, from the neighborhood, from the institutions. The vast amount of people 
numbering in hundreds, if not thousands, who've made their life possible as it is now. Although there are the negative elements and the negative people and the negative effect on their life, assuming that the entirety of being is a positive thing, even if it's ridden with negativity, it's positive generally. For even if the parents are the most evil, wouldn't it be greater to be the being that received evil versus not to be at all? Let's say if the parents didn't cohabitate and bring life to this world. So at least there's being who can receive evil or good, negativity or positivity. And then we have this side of appreciation of that, of recognizing that, recognizing that this is not a oneness of being, but rather many components that have delivered me to be and to thrive. And if those components, even at an adult mature stage of life, let go, and pay less attention to my needs, I will have to fend and my being will suffer. If the truck driver doesn't drive the produce to the store that I shop at, then I will have to fend more than usual and start creating a new framework of life because they are not participating in the goodness of my own being. So I must recognize that the truck driver is producing an element of my being. Now granted, if I go to the store and I choose not to pay, they won't give me the product anyway because they are not bound to kindness fundamentally but I still recognize that if they are not there I will have to fend so it's money plus right a bag of flour for a dollar is so small in comparison to what it would cost if I have to fend for that bag of flour Chances are, chances are I would pay probably $1,000 for that bag of flour if I would have to fend for that bag of flour myself. So that dollar is small in comparison to what I am receiving from that bag of flour fundamentally if things get dark or troublesome. So this king, or our beings, shall we appreciate those who put us to the throne who fundamentally are the ones who have allowed us to be and to survive and flourish or shall we say despite that of course ignoring that would be foolish but despite that I'm going to step my step walk my walk 
without having them in the background or the backdrop and the shadow of the life that I lead, they will become insignificant to my future goings. And I will forget them in order to build a bigger life, to build a bigger kingdom, to pay attention to the now and the future. Let's display this. Let's let's color this to a futuristic sense where these two individuals now go about their paths of life and then we and then we ask where they end up. Where where does the one who seeks the protection of their own beings allows their own kingdom to thrive on the backs of others. What do they end up fundamentally? What's their future look like? Well, soon, after much despite for those who have brought them to where they are, society will be angry or frustrated with them where they're not even recognizing their their um part in that production of their of their success they've completely ignored reality okay so there's frustration well a king handles well a good king handles well frustration okay but it festers and it goes longer but then the king needs people to build a current kingdom. He needs to seek good advice, unbiased opinion. A king needs his command to be honored. A king doesn't just need people to follow his law because that would allow for loopholes whenever possible and there's always ways to get around the law the king wants the citizen to follow thoroughly that the sentiment of his law meaning he wants the citizen to embody the king as if the citizen is the king and become a moral standing person such like the king It's not just taxes the king wants. The king wants the the entire logos of society, the entire communal uh, conscious of society to be uplifted to whatever the king's values and standards are. And that could only happen if they are deeply appreciative of the king. But since the king dispels appreciation, is in despite of appreciation, since the king walks the path of sacrifice instead of recognition, they too aren't going to embody this. For in the beginning, everybody appreciates the new king. We hope that he will flourish. We want to see the king become. 
we want to see the empire become. And when that awareness of the king's lack of appreciation becomes embodied in the citizen, then the citizen will eventually take on that persona of lacking of appreciation. And guess who the first candidate of lacking appreciation will be? Will be the citizen against the king. And now the citizen will seek to flourish despite the king. And then we'll do the laws only only because of the consequences that incur. And even then they'll make sacrifices and take on the consequences in order to in order to be as flourishing in their own beings without any appreciation of or recognition of the king's involvement in their own lives, which is immense in any real kingdom. So eventually the kingdom will crumble. It will crumble in the relationship arena and the relationship between the king and the citizen. And once that is broken, there is no, there's no uh, dialogue or care for one's views over another. And then it's just chaos. It's just people roaming the streets without any integration of some sort of hierarchy of government. Each man for himself. Now... That's one side. What happens to the other side? What happens to this Roman emperor who doesn't kill the ones who killed his predecessor? Well, initially there's going to be a fear. A fear that they will overrun me. They will break me down. They will threaten me. Because they've done it to the king before me, right? But the king appreciates the one who brought him there. He raises him up to be his vice. He raises him up to be a high official. He recognizes that these people brought him to this position. Now, short term, the kingdom will take a blow because he's a threat just like his predecessor is. And if it could be done once, it could be done again. And the sentiment is if kings are problematic, we take them out. True. This is a problem. But it's so small to the possibility of what the citizen will receive once he appreciates who brought him there. For the citizen will recognize that the citizen needs to appreciate who brought them there, which is the king, who allows them to survive and flourish, the king. So long term, there's a real relationship with the people and the king. And the kingdom can thrive. It will take a hit and it will be a, a threat and a shadow that the king must face his whole life and possibly within the future. Now, of course, there's. it's not a huge slight to the kingdom because that was an evil king, and as much as you're not evil, 
you don't deserve the death penalty. But there's still a gate, an opening that says that we kill kings that we don't like. And the the initial act would be just take them out, fortify your kingdom, and call it a day. But in that fortification, this lack of appreciation will will sprout and the the citizen will ultimately separate and that's the horror of any king where the separation of the citizen and king are distant and separated and the same with the individual right in the beginning the individual will prosper but since there's this duo, this relationship with society, with the people around them that allow their prospering to take effect when long periods go without any recognition, without any awareness of the components that bring them to what they have and what they do and who they are, what will envelop is a separation between them and everyone around them. And they will lack. They will have to pay $1,000 for the bag of flour. Because the truck driver is just not going to drive and bring the flour to them. The farmer will not tend to his crops. The storekeeper will not resupply. And, and now they have to go to the ground and grow it from start. And that's a thousand dollar piece of bag of flour. So there's a huge cost to not appreciating your society. Although you will be more successful if you just burrow through and ignore everybody and just take your all you take your aim and your goal and not bring anybody with you and not recognize anybody as you go through this, there's immediate success, but there's long-term failure because they will separate. And even if they need you for your rich or famous or powerful, they need you. So they'll stick around or they're dependent on you emotionally and they need you. So they'll stick around, but they're not there. They're there, but they're not there. They're not They're not integrated with you. They will not give you advice right before you slumber. Right before you stumble. They will not They will not tell you for good fortune in a certain area. They will not remind you of possibilities. And failure is so close. Not only that, without their support, every other component of your being will fail, meaning you'll be successful in that which you aim at. But whatever you aim at, there's so many other components that are important nonetheless. And those will obviously fall apart. Because you're aiming at one thing, 
While you're aiming at one thing, you're giving up on tons of other things. So those things will begin to fail and to degrade. And nobody will be there to pick that up. Nobody, nobody will be there to pick up that slack because they fundamentally don't care because you don't care. And we reciprocate. Human beings reciprocate. There's one important thing to know. We're always looking to equal the scales. We're deeply integrated with balance. And when one doesn't give, we won't give back. And if we do give back, it's short term or it's coming from a place where we're taking on a persona that's not our inner beings. For our inner beings will always reciprocate in equal measure. Although we won't calculate it in a 50-50 calculation, but we will take notice. Like, oh, they're not interested. So eventually, the heart will dimmer when facing them. And it will seek those who are interested. And those who are there that have people because they are famous will ask any famous person how lonely they feel because they know that there's nothing real about it. It's not them that they are seeking. And these people couldn't care less if they lived or died, prospered or failed. For them, they are seeking something exterior, something that's not who they are. It's not their soul. It's not their being. And they feel lonely about it. And no famous person can successfully teach themselves that somehow it's not proper to feel lonely. Rather, they truly love me. They truly are interested in me. They know it. It's so blatantly clear. There's no convincing possible in such a scenario. So is the king right? Is the king right for killing the people that put him on the throne? Or is he wrong? Is should he should have he recognized that this is the seeds of who he is? And if he kills his parents, so to speak, the ones who've allowed his throne to flourish, to for him to be even thinking about the crown, let alone sitting on it. Sitting on the throne. That would be success, possibly. So it's two sides. It's appreciation or becoming a king thoroughly. And this is important because we're always choosing between broadening our empire or recognizing those who've put our empire in place and keep it and maintain it in place. And if you don't, and I'm telling you this, if you don't tend at some point to that recognition, they will all disband and separate. And you will be left with whatever you have that's not dependent on others. And it's pretty dark to find out how little that is.
So I think there is a balance there. You need to be a king and fortify your kingdom, but you also need to recognize the people that bring you to be king, the citizen, the assassin who took out the evil king in order for you to even be a possibility to the throne. So there's two components, two sides, two possibilities to be king or to recognize what makes you king, what allows you to be king. And when you have recognition, when you have appreciation, the long-term game is better. So short-term, take aim, go, let go of anything that's in in way of that long term take all this baggage with you as ugly and as unsophisticated or uninteresting this baggage is these people this these components that you're dependent on take it with you because they are fundamentally a part of this success and they deserve to be part of every step in that success although a heavier journey taking much longer it will be truer to all the components of who you are and of who have invested in thanks for listening and if you would like to see the video version of this check out my channel on youtube